Welcome to the Ben Shapiro podcast. This is oh, a no. Ben Shapiro. <laughs> that, you didn't record yet, did you? You didn't. Oh click. no, I'm definitely oh. recording. No. <laughs> oh no, we can't do that. Yes, we can. We're trolling libs left and right <laughs> with facts and logic. Joe Dirt seems like the type to want to troll the libs. He seems like he would. He. Tr- I definitely feel like Joe Dirt in the modern day. He would. He would be a MAGA guy. He would be in support of the wall. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck it. It's Joe Dirt. Play the intro. Are you at a point in your life where you go, when you decide to make a a film, you say, I want to make this film somewhere where I can be on vacation? Yes. And then I said, imagine if we did it in Hawaii, how great that movie would be. And they were like, yes, that's a very artistic idea. I was like, yeah. The reason it's a funny story is because it's a true story. (laughs) Terrific. This spring, America will finally have someone to look up to. Who do you love? What's the story here? I'm a white trash idiot. What? I'm a rocker through and through. Here's my favorite bands. ACDC, Van Halen, not Van Hagar, Skinner. His name is Joe Dirt. Oh, dirt, did I get you? No, I'm cool. No, you're not. He gets no respect. Don't forget to wipe your dirt. <laughs> Boy's got something to say to me. Why don't you talk into the microphone? I got a backup mic right here. Check one, two. Testing, testing. Ah! His job isn't glamorous. You know what? I don't mind being hit with a few hot dogs. It's all I'm... Oh, enough with the hot dogs. I guess I'm lucky it wasn't hot chili day today. <laughs> And even as a child, his family ditched him. Dad! Mom! Where are you? Now, to turn his life around... I'm looking for my parents. I lost them at the Grand Canyon when I was eight. They ditched you, Joey. Joe's traveling across our country, digging through the trash. I got a picture of my parents. Mm, I don't recognize them. And searching for his roots. I can see down your shirt! No! From the producing team that brought you Deuce Bigelow. Things gonna happen for me. I'm Joe Dirt! And Big Daddy comes the tale of a drifter. It ain't a meteor. Yeah, it is. It came out of the sky. This is a big old frozen chunk of toilet waste. You see the peanut? That's space peanut. The story of a rebel. What is this thing? Maybe we should take it over to that place. Los Alamos. Yeah, man, that's definitely what we should do. But first, we'll shoot fireballs at it. We're gonna get so busted. And the saga of a legend. I'm in the crock biz, okay? Don't try this at home. This crock. No, not to mess with Sir Joseph. Sir. Ah! You didn't listen to me. Ah! The Adventures of Joe Dirt. Ah! Oh, when bad pets go bad, dang. Joe Dirt was released April 11th, 2001, directed by Denny Gordon, starring David Spade, Brittany Daniel, Dennis Miller, Adam Beach, Christopher Walken, Jamie Presley, and Kid Rock. One of these people has been in the White House. Oh, <laughs> one of these people soon will be. Ooh, but. there we go. For per- for forever. Okay, uh, so the budget for this film was $17.7 million and it made $31 million, so a success. 
This movie a slight. Was that worldwide or just domestic? I don't know. It was off Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But compared to Little Nicky, which was 85 and made only 58, this was 17 and made 31. So. I mean, it was successful enough to get a direct-to-crackle sequel. Yikes. <laughs> Crackle. God We're getting to that movie, too. Oh, oh. man. So, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, uh, it's actually did, fared pretty worse than Little Nicky, actually, which is kind of surprising. Rotten Tomatoes has an 11% critic and a 63% audience, with the general consensus being, if you fall within the target audience of Joe Dirt, you may find it funny. Otherwise, the jokes will seem like a tired retread, which basically says, if you're a fucking trash person, you'll like this movie. If not, you probably won't. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this movie of most of the... Like, of the non, like, Adam Sandler, Happy Madisons, I feel like this one's kind of gained a little bit more of a following. Yeah, there's something about it. I don't know. But any, but Metacritic, it has a 20. All right. So, th- on Metacritic, the best and worst review, the best was a 63 by Lawrence Topman of the Charlotte Observer, who says, Spade, who almost invariably plays smug or smarmy characters, proves he can really act. Oh, I mean, he does a play tour, a, a tour de force. I mean, he does play a smug, smarmy piece of shit in this movie. But we'll get to all of the dirt around his. Get oh, to all of his dirt. dirt. Oh. oh god. Oh, Joe Shitten. I'm surprised okay, so they didn't having, make that so joke having, in the movie. So I'm putting open auditions for new co-hosts. That you can... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, so the worst review was. Jamie Bernard of the New York Daily News. There were three zero reviews, but this one was the most interesting. So Jamie Bernard of the New York Daily News says, talk about waste products. Think of the time, effort, and money that went into this movie. I mean, there is a lot of waste in this in this film. A lot of uh, a lot of uh, bodily waste. A lot of waste <laughs> of the human kind. Yes, yes, will be showing up in this film of all kinds. Oh, there's a <laughs> lot of poopy caca jokes in yeah. this. Yeah, oh boy. All right, so uh, do we have any takes on this movie? Do we have any, like... Nostalgia for this movie. The only thing I knew about this movie was the scene where Christopher Walken says, "I'm gonna stab you in the face with a soldering iron." We had a friend who uh, remember remember what was yeah. it, what was our thing with that? We just he just liked doing the Christopher Walken bit. Didn't from he this say movie. something? Didn't he say something about one time he was like it was like over the summer he like had Joe Dirt on a loop in his <laughs> bedroom or something, and he would it, it was like some station was like playing it or I don't remember what happened. He said he had it on a loop. And he would fall asleep and wake up, and every time he woke up, it was a different scene from Joe Dirt. That's 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 horrifying. That that's sounds a- like that's like when you used to have a sleepover, and the DV- you'd watch a DVD, and you'd both you'd fall as- your the person whose house it was would fall asleep, and the movie would end, and it would go back to the DVD menu, and you didn't know how to turn the DVD or the TV off, or you couldn't find the remote, so you just sat there and watched the DVD menu just loop. <laughs> Try to sleep with the DVD menu just constantly <laughs> looping s- in the background. <laughs> you seem to have a more troubled childhood. That never happened to you. I mean, <sighs> okay, I can't tell you how many times I've seen the DVD intro for fucking Super Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, and that's recent. I I was expecting it to be like when you were no, like that in wasn't the even me. Digits. That was that was my friend. He said he said the DVD menu for Super Bad was his. For me, it has to be like Finding Nemo or some shit. <laughs> I don't even know what it was, but it was bad. Uh. But yeah, that's the only thing I knew about this movie. For all I knew, Christopher Walken was the main character. God, that would be an amazing movie. Yeah. So let's start with the plot. The movie starts with the whitest song of all time, Sweet Home Alabama, which sets the tone for the amount of white trash that would, we're going to be putting ourselves for in this movie. I would love to imagine that this movie um, indirectly uh, served as the creation of Kid Rock's All Summer Long, which 
which sampled that song. Like, I, I like to imagine he's never heard, like, for some reason he's never heard that song before, and he's on the set of Joe Dirt, and he's like, you know what? I like this, and writes it in his notebook that he carries around everywhere for song ideas. Jesus, yeah. So, oh, the movie starts, and it starts up with our titular character, Joe Dirt, who's a janitor at a uh, radio station. And basically, he's a weirdo. Everyone knows that. He's a fucking weirdo. But who notices but Dennis Miller, who plays a shock jock on the on the air. And he decides, hey, this guy's a fucking idiot. Let's make fun of him on air because I'm a fucking asshole. So he pulls Not unlike Dennis Miller in real life. Oh, no, Dennis. Of course not. <laughs> Come on. Um, but yeah, so, so he pulls him in and he's like, hey, Mr. Dirt is your name? Tell us about your fucking life, you loser. And he's like, all right, I'll tell you about my life. We find out Joe Dirt had a very troubled life. Joe Dirt, as a young child, was abandoned or lost by his parents at the Grand Canyon and spent his entire life living alone, like living off the land. And trying to find them and... uh... Yeah. So basically, one the, the movie starts with, you know, you have a little bit of his background as a kid. Ha, ha, ha. He's a dumb kid. There's a scene where a cow farts on him, I believe. Yeah, the um, scene where a cow farts. He, he ties a firework to a cow's tail, and it spins and around, and then it farts and blows up in his face. There's also You also find out here that uh, the mullet on his head is actually a wig that is got fused to his head because his skull never fully developed or something. Oh, I, I don't know. remember that. There's so much shit in this movie. I just got to say, this movie's a goddamn clusterfuck. There is so much. The amount of, the amount of like, branching timelines and shit, this is like a fucking episode of, like, I don't even know. What's a, what's a show that has, like, a lot of characters and a lot of things? I don't know. I'm trying to make a joke. Mike, Help you, me. You, you, you fucked up. You just got to leave it. Uh, you got to leave it. <laughs> let me, can I get a redry, retry? Can I, can I... I'll see, maybe later on. <laughs> think about it. All if right. you think of it, let me know. This movie has more branching plants than blank. Keep t- stay tuned, folks. Stay yeah. tuned. So anyway, so we find out that he was lost as a child. He's going around. He he's in the field one day as a as a older adult in his twenties. Yeah, a meteor a... falls out of the sky, and he picks up this meteor, and it becomes his best friend. His meteor is his best friend. He takes it everywhere he goes, wandering the earth with it until he eventually comes across this small town called silverton silverton the yeah. small town called silverton he tries, where he's like oh he, i'm gonna get this appraised i'm gonna find out how much this is worth this meteor which are meteors valuable in real life i imagine so especially if they got little gremlins inside i mean this this meteor certainly has a couple of little gremlins in there as we find out because it turns out that it's not a meteor it's a giant hunk of shit yeah because it, the 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 explanation that the uh that the the pawn shop man tells him is that it was from a a plane like when they release their waste over fields <laughs> like they just drop it out of the sky and then it freezes in midair we're falling right out of the sky we got to drop the load <laughs> so yeah here's a clip of that no way i'd ever sell you meteor not in a million years but just for laughs let's see how much you're worth well it ain't a meteor yeah it is it came out of the sky well, I'm sure it did, but it ain't no meteor. It's a big old frozen chunk of shit. What? Oh, yeah. See, them airplanes, they dump their toilets 36,000 feet, and the stuff freezes and falls to Earth. We call them Boeing bombs. No, that, that, that can't be. That's not what it is. No, I'm afraid so. You see the peanut? Dead giveaway. Yeah, that's, that's a space peanut. No, I'm afraid not. This is a big old frozen chunk of poopy. 
hilarious. Mm-hmm. Just the scene where he says, that's a big old chunk of poopy. Like, that yeah. was pr- one of the best line deliveries of this film. Yeah, and, easily. Uh, and we're only, like, at this point, we're only, like, 15 minutes in. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this movie, was like, it, we were kind of like, oh, this is somewhat promising. Like, there's, it's it's juvenile and stupid, but there's, like, a couple of funny lines and delivery although it is like a lot of a lot most of the funny lines in this movie have the word poop or poopy in some variation and you know how much we love poop yes so while in silverton he meets brandy but how how does he he meet brandy how does he meet her he's walking around at one night and sees a dog whose balls are stuck to the their tin porch they're frozen on the porch it's a cold night and the dog's balls and we see the balls stretch it looks like do- Nickelodeon Gak. <laughs> it looks so gross. This poor dog's balls stuck to the floor, and it and it the, it shows the dog several times try to sit up, and his balls just elastic. <laughs> oh god! And that's that. Oh, it was uh, that was bad. Yucky. Yeah. And so, then he meets Brandy. Brandy, who's the owner of the dog. They hit it off. They, you know, they really like each other. Brand, Brand uh, Joe falls in love with Brandy essentially, but he has to compete. With the other love interest, not the, well, Brandy's other, not Brandy's love interest, but basically he has to compete. Some other guy who's after her heart. Yes. And it's Kid Rock. Fucking Kid Rock. Who honestly, like, kind of looks like Joe Dirt, like, nowadays. Honestly, I don't think I have to put on any makeup or fucking costumes for this movie, which is unreal. But anyway, so Kid Rock is a, fu- he's just basically your average He's asshole. Kid Rock. Yeah, he's an asshole character, whatever. What a what a what a casting choice! Yeah, that, that's like the best casting I've ever seen. So basically, he has to compete with uh, he has to compete with uh, Kid Rock. It's a minor plot point. It's really nothing too crazy. Yeah. Uh, so then, later, the only other things that happen in, in the this, in this Brandy saga, yeah, this this part of the Brandy saga, yeah, the is only the only other thing that happens is that her f- her dad gets his foot caught in the railroad tracks, and he has the dog with him. And he sends the dog to go get help from the police. Lassie style. Yeah, like, why would you think that the dog would go and find the police and not just run and fuck the nearest dog possible? Which is what Funny he does. Funny you said that, Mike. Yeah, because that's exactly what he fucking does. <laughs> yeah. He fucks a dog. Then next thing you know, the what? father pulls and up. And it plays that song, the bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yay, <laughs> bow, wow. Because of course it fucking does. Because it was 2000, so. Of course it fucking does. So the next thing you know, father pulls up. He's missing a leg. Because they had to cut it off to get off the train tracks, and then he shoots the dog, which like that's a that's a cruel punishment for that dog. That dog did not he didn't know English. How is he supposed to know to go get police to get his foot out of the train tracks? Mike is a stupid hick. <laughs> so anyway, they they cremate the dog, and then Joe's like, you know what? I have to find my parents. I take this too for granted. So he leaves Brandy and decides to go find his parents. What does he do? He gets a job in the next town over. To gain money. He needs some money to get where he's going and find out where his parents could possibly be. All he knows is that they abandoned him at the Grand Grand Canyon Canyon and that his last name is different than his parents' last name. His parents' last name isn't Joe Dirt. They just called him Joe Dirt. So he knows nothing, essentially. So what does he do? He gets a job in the next town over at a dental clinic handing out flyers. While doing so, he comes across a car that's for sale, meets the woman trying to sell the car. And she basically tells him, like, oh, so if you want to try to find your parents, you could just uh, contact a private investigator who will be able to do some facial recognition and try to find your parents. They'll scan your face and see what you could do. And he says, oh, how much does that cost? She says, 360 bucks. So he says, okay, I got to make 360 bucks. She just gives him the car, too. So 
whatever. Yeah, People which are also, nice. Does, yeah, I also don't know. I'm like, does that car become relevant? Because does he use that same car through the rest of the movie? I don't remember. Yeah, I think he does. Because all I know, the only way I know that he traverses to the next land is because there's a storm coming and he needs to take down the giant tooth hot air balloon that's above <laughs> that's above the clinic. So as he's going up uh, to take it down, he gets stuck in the hot air balloon and it flies away. And then he flies throughout. He gets mooned by no, yeah, a it's pilot the, yeah, it's in the, an airplane. Yeah, it's it's like it's nighttime and he's still floating up there. It's like it's like that scene from the Amanda Show from Moody's Point <laughs> of the mother who got lost in the hot air balloon. Yeah, it's, it's with exactly just as that. good of a green screen. Oh yeah, it was bad. Yeah, so then he sees a an airplane and he like waves it down. And then the pilot of the airplane just sticks his ass at him. Just moons him. And then that's the end of the scene. The next scene, he's in an oil rig. Yeah, he falls off the hot air balloon into an oil rig, finds out they're they're hiring for $360 a week. Convenient. So he decides to get a job at the oil rig. And then it's... And he then gets it, in a big fight with some guy. There's a lot of queer bait. It's a lot of fucking... It, it's stupid. He yeah. gets in a fight. And then when they're... Uh, and yeah. they give him the year pay. They're, they're the week pay. I'm sorry. They're like, here's your $360. You're fired. Yeah, but while he's working on... He's also not good at his job because it's like, oh, the oil spews everywhere. It's like the scene in There Will Be Blood, and it's just as thrilling and epically shot <laughs> as it is in that scene. God, I wish Daniel Plainview would beat Joe Dirt with a bowling pin. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got a clip from the oil rig scene, actually, right here. Hey man, you done with that apple core? I'm done with that fart. You want that? <laughs> Maybe if you came out of Charlene Tilton's ass, I'd take a bite. <laughs> yeah, you probably like JR, you queer. I saw your bumper sticker. Cowboy's butts drive me nuts. <laughs> Is that right? You think that's queer? Is this queer? They're large and in charge and looking for chickies. You want to back that up? You want to fight? Why don't you stick your head on my butt and fight for air? <laughs> that's it. You and me. Let's go. You know, I would. I'd love to beat your ass up and down this place. I gotta go back to work. Joe Dirt, you're fired. Here's your week's pay. (laughs) (laughs) Stunning filmmaking. Now I'm just imagining what it would be like if Daniel Plainview was in this film. He's like, do you think that I would degrade myself and my career by being in this film? (laughs) (laughs) That's too good. I drink your milkshake, Joe Dirt. <laughs> I need to see that crossover. Now. So they get he gets off the oil rig and he starts wandering the desert. While wandering through the desert, he finds a Native American man named. Does he have a name? What was it? It was something racist, I imagined. Um, Kicking Wing. Yikes! <laughs> yeah, he, he meets Kicking Wing, who's a Native American who sells fireworks, but his fireworks fucking suck. Yeah, he's it's, like, they're boring, man. You gotta, you gotta put some, some, some panache in it. You gotta, you gotta... You don't have no black cats? No Roman candles or screaming memes? No. Oh, come on, man. You don't got no lady fingers, buzz buttles, snicker bombs, church burners, finger blasters, gut busters, zippity doodahs, or crap flappers? No, I don't. You're gonna stand there, owning a fireworks stand, and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes? No spleen splitters, whisker biscuits, honky lighters, hoosker do's, hoosker don'ts, cherry bombs, nips of dazers, with or without the scooter stick, or one single whistling kitty chaser? No. Because snakes and sparklers are the only ones I like. Like yeah, because it's all, it's all the little poopy snakes you light, and they just grow, and that's it. He doesn't have any, but he has, like, a couple Roman candles, so he's like, oh, these are fun. So he, you know, they start shooting Roman candles at big, big, 
uh, pots like of gasoline, big pots of gasoline and making little fires and they're having fun with it. And then what happens next is that he, they're going to, sh- they get a big wash tub and fill it with gasoline and they're going to shoot it off. So Joe Dirt's walking backwards and he falls and hits his head. He wakes up and finds out he tripped on an, what looks like an atom bomb. Yeah, because so there was a science facility a couple miles yeah. away that it so, must have shot off, must have been a dud or something. So what he does, he puts the 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 atom bomb in the <laughs> gasoline tank and then shoots a Roman candle at and it. And then it cuts to like nuclear test footage. <laughs> it, it looks it's like, like whenever in SpongeBob when they have a big explosion and yeah. it just cuts to the fucking test footage. It's a giant explosion. Yeah. Really funny actually. I really like yeah, that. Yeah, not only is like the cut to that explosion funny, but then when it cuts back to Joe Dirt, the Indian guy kicking wing. Yeah, he fades away like like in Infinity War. He just fades to dust and only his mouth is still floating there. And then Joe Dirt wakes up realizes he passed out that was a lie so he looks down and he realizes oh he did actually trip on an atom bomb so what they do is that he decides to go to the grand canyon where his parents were with the atom bomb strapped to his back and as, a, as holds everybody hostage he's like give me the names of all the people who were at the grand canyon at yeah, this day at the to, to find his parents yeah, he's at the tour place oh and then also while he does this he he points at some girl and says show me your boobies and then and then she does I'm like, yeah, that, oh, that what a what a lovable loser character Joe Dirt is. Yeah. That, that, oh, that he just casually sexually harasses women, and yeah. we're supposed to find him charming and likable. But uh, it just this is a perfect time to mention, remind everyone that this is told, this is being told in retrospect by Joe at the radio station because at this point it cuts back to uh, Xander Kelly, uh, you know, uh, Dennis Miller. That Joe, was his name? Yeah, his name is Xander uh. Kelly. It cuts back to Xander Kelly. Uh, and Joe, and Joe's explaining, oh yeah, so it actually wasn't an atom bomb, it was, a, some kids just stuck a biohazard sticker on the side. It and, was a uh, septic tank full of poopy! I have More a cl- poopy! And, and I have a clip from that. You're standing there with an atom bomb. Could be Fat Man, could be Little Boy, we'll nail that down later. But anyway, did you get the names you wanted? Yeah, I did, but by the way, it was no atom bomb. Turns out some, uh, skateboarder slapped a biohazard band sticker on the side of this septic tank for an rv uh anyway cops knew it wasn't a bomb right away yeah who hasn't seen that scenario played out it's just an old crapper tank people oh, oh. oh. <laughs> kicking wings stop it somebody help me help me is it done how much is in there i got the poo on me so pathetic. Now, yeah, just more poop-based humor in this film. Isn't it funny to watch him be covered in poopy? Yeah, I mean... I mean, yeah, honestly, uh, it, it's kind of... I don't know if this is funny or not, but... Yeah, but anyway, they feel bad for him anyway. They feel bad, so they give him the list. They give him the list of all the people who are at the, who are at the Grand Canyon with that tour group, the date he went missing. So that's fine. So now he's got a lead. What does he do? He goes over to the next town over... And he's got to get his his car's been repossessed. He has to get he has to get money to get his car back. See, I remember now. Okay, the car. So he needs money to get his car back. So what does he do? He gets a job at the carnival. Yeah, and he meets a woman who looks like Margot Robbie, and then the two of them start to have a, a bit of a relationship. They fuck, but then after that, he he has second thoughts. He thinks that what if this is my sister, and I didn't know. 
And then they go back and she's like, oh, no, wait, I'm not. No, I'm not your sister. Like, we're, we're completely not related. So then he's like, oh, yeah, we fucked again. But then after they fucked again, he realizes that he didn't enjoy it. So then the next time they have sex, this happens. I'm your sister. I'm your sister. Oh, you're my sister. Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just made that last part up for last, you guys. I'm done. Yikes. Yeah. Oh, God. This. Uh... God. Luckily, luckily, I was just kidding. But still, but it's like, well, it, it still doesn't excuse the fact that we we had to this. witness it. <laughs> yeah, that we did this in the movie. Yikes! Incest is funny. So he gets his car back. He doesn't get his car back. Yeah, I think he gets like a shit. I don't remember if it was his car or shit car. Minor point. I don't care. I saw this movie four months ago. <laughs> Yo, we're trying to remember <laughs> from what happened. <laughs> so he gets his car back. And then he he goes he gets the list of the names right he gets a list of all the names for the yeah people. of the people who were at the Grand Canyon so he decides to find he goes door to door every person says hundreds of names in doing so he finds a guy who's named Buffalo Bob Buffalo Bob I bet I bet you could I bet you could tell what movie this is parodying yeah, yeah and then you're he, right it's he, Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then he traps Joe Dirt in a pit in his basement. Not unlike uh, Buffalo Billiam from Silence of the Sheep. Yes, uh, exactly. So, yeah, so then once he gets rescued... That, which, which also leads to a bunch of gay jokes. Like, oh, he fucked you in the butt. <laughs> yeah. which, which, in reality, he didn't really do anything. Here's, here's a clip of the Buffalo Bill, Buffalo Bob, whatever shit. It puts the lotion on. You have no idea what kind of hell I can bring you! Oh, all right, enough, you broken record, okay? Been down here two weeks, man, what do you want? It puts the lotion on its skin. Now! Well, say it, don't spray it, brother, dang. I need a towel now. Does what it's told! There, look, I'm putting the lotion on the skin. I'm rubbing it in. <laughs> Hey, tell you the truth, brother, between you and me, that thing with the dog is coming off a little fruity. Yeah, a lot of clips here. A lot of clips in this movie because so much shit happens. So much shit, whether it's good or bad, too much shit happens in this movie. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so a lot of catch, shit, a lot of poop, too. Yeah. So. They catch Buffalo Bob and he becomes a little bit famous after that. A little hey. bit. So what he does is he goes to, he still needs a job. So he works as a janitor at this high school. And you know who else does? Christopher Walken. I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Christopher Walken works in this school, and he is one of the best things about this movie. One of the only really memorable things. Even four months later, I still remember every Christopher Walken scene in this movie. So, Joe Dirt becomes a custodian. You could pretty much guess how that turned out. Kids throw shit at him and, and whatnot. And even this. Look, the janitor's gonna eat the puke! They're hilarious, huh? I assure you I won't. I'm a vegetarian, and looks like there's some meat in there. <laughs> I like kids. They seem like me. They seem like me. Oh. I try the old reverse psychology. I like in here with hot dogs. It don't bother me none. Guess I'm lucky it wasn't hot chili day today. Yeah, so you could tell it's not going too well. They hate him just as much as they do at the radio station. He's a fucking loser. He's a white trash hick. We get yeah. it. So one day uh, in the school, a in the kid, science class, in the chemistry class, a kid accidentally makes mustard gas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a kid accidentally makes mustard gas, and it fills the entire school. 
Here's what. Here's how that sounded. Okay, class. Let's hear what these results are. If my calculations are correct, mm -hmm. this will create ice. <laughs> oh no! Killer monster death. <laughs> so Christopher Walken saves all the kids from the deadly mustard gas, but he gives Joe all the credit. He says, Joe saved you guys. And then Joe, when he's given the press conference, he's like, I shouldn't take credit for this. The real hero is this man, Christopher Walken. And then the mob goes to Christopher Walken's house to kill him. Because it turns out he was in the witness protection program living under a, a different name. He was hiding from the mob the entire time. Yeah, so then he gets killed, or we think, and then... The next scene, he works at a gator farm or Whoa, something? Oh, wait. He doesn't actually get killed. He fakes his death. Remember? Yeah, but do he, we find that out later? No, we or? find it out right here. He fakes his death. He Remember, he tells a stupid story. He was talking about some woman, and he sees there's a boner un forming underneath the fucking, uh, in the body bag. Uh, so he's like, oh, you asshole. He opens up. Christopher Walken's alive. And he goes, hey, uh, I can't do the Christopher Walken voice. No, no. You got to work at a gator factory. No, no. He's <laughs> like, well, uh, your, your father had a, had a nice car. Uh, maybe you should uh find out who bought that car. I can't. I cannot do a Christopher Man, Walken. But then, okay. So, so yeah. basically, he goes. So he finds out that his father had a nice car. Oh, maybe that could be a better lead than this list of a thousand people that I have. So he goes to a local car dealership and he's like, "Hey, so I want to find out all the people that registered this car." And you know, after another gay joke, like, "Oh, you got fucked in the butt," he decides to give it to him. So now he has a small list of people to follow. So what he does is he he finds out. No, no, uh, no. What happens? He's he where, he goes to the gator farm. Yes, he That's gets his a next job, job at a gator farm. That's his next job. And then he gets a fight into a fight with the gator, which looks like a fucking re Muppets reject. <laughs> this fucking gator looked terrible. Maybe they should have used some of the money they made off a of little Nicky to get some CG. They didn't make shit. any money. They lost it because they had to spend all the money on the fucking spiders going up his nose. That's oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so then he gets hit on the head, and then it jogs his memory. He remembers what his parents' last name is, and then that's when he decides to go to try to find them. But then he goes back home to Brandy, and then it turns out that, oh, wait, his she knew that his well, parents... No, 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 wait. wait, so he goes to the house... So he goes to the house, finds out the house is repossessed. So he's like, "Well, fuck, I'm done now." Oh yeah, and Meanwhile, then we and we meet this this Jim Varney looking guy who's only in this scene. Yeah, so he, he asks him like, he, "Did you know the people that lived here?" He's like, "Yeah, they moved out a long time ago." Yeah, and he has a very thick accent. He can't really understand what he's saying. But then the, this guy, he tells him that home. He says, "Home is what you make it," but he says it very slurry. This like, is what he's he like, sound, This is what it sounds like here. Nah, home away, mate. So, Hilarious. So he thinks that what he's saying. Is that he likes to see Homo is naked, but he's really what he's saying is that home is where you make it, and that's the message of the film. Yeah. <laughs> so there oh, go. God. He looks in the. He looks at the moon. Says, "Oh, maybe Brandy's looking at this same moon." You know what? I'm going back to Brandy. So he goes back to Brandy. He goes back to Silverton after all this time. Once he gets there, who does he run into? Kid. Kid Rock. <laughs> I don't, know. I, I don't know if you listen to Kid Rock. Um, you're, you're better off. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, Kid Rock tells him that Brandy found his parents. His, 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 yeah, he tells him that Brandy found his parents, and he says, you know, get the fuck out of here. Brandy found your parents already, and he didn't tell you, and she, I'm going to marry this girl, and you're not. Fuck you. Bawa to daba, bangy dang, diggy diggy diggy, said the boogie, said up, jump the boogie, get the fuck out of here. Ball with the ball, the bang, the bang. <laughs> so he says, so basically he feels betrayed by Brandy. How could you find my parents and not tell me? And then leaves. 
And then at the radio station, they're at the then radio he, station. Then basically, that's when we get to the present day when he's working at the radio station. So now the retrospect is all over. What a fucking clusterfuck. The yeah. retrospect is all over. Now we're in the present day. Xander Kelly decides, I'm going to get Brandy on the phone. We're going to, somehow we have her phone number. I'm going to call her up. Whatever. So they call her up and they say, Why are you playing all these games with Joe? Why are you doing that? And then she says, I. Your parents actually died that day at the Grand Canyon. They died, and I didn't want to have to tell you to make you sad. So then he goes, oh, my God, Brandy, I love you. And he goes back to live with Brandy. But being at the radio station, all these people listening to his story, uh, throughout the movie, there's a lot of cuts to people listening to him on the radio and their reactions, and he's really becoming like a superstar. He's really becoming like a superstar on the radio. So they cut to all these people listening to him. And because he's so popular of telling his story, he becomes a minor celebrity. So he gets to go on TRL with Carson Daly. Yeah. And during this scene, when you look into the, you can look at the window out in the background and you could see the Criterion Center in out Times the window. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this is the closest that any Happy Madison movie will ever get to the Criterion collection. <laughs> I don't know, man. Eight Crazy Nights is pretty fucking good. Well, I mean, I mean, Adam Sandler does have punch drunk love. So that's, that's safe in there. But. <laughs> But <laughs> you know my feelings on that movie. Anyway, well, I don't think anybody else does, but I fucking hate that movie. But um. <laughs> anyway, when he's on TRL, his parents, who actually aren't dead, see it and call him up like, Joe, we want you back. We're so happy we finally found you. So he decides, okay, Brandy, I'm going back to live with my parents. I'm going to go see my parents. You lied to me. Why did you lie to me? My parents aren't dead. You're the worst. So he leaves Brandy again. And goes to his parents. His parents are living in the middle of nowhere. They sell porcelain clowns. He has a whole news team with him. Because now this is huge. This is like national news. Joe Dirt found his parents. He goes there and finds out his parents purposefully abandoned him. And now just want the credit. They just want to be famous. Joe. They want to like leech off of his success. Yeah. This and is, then Joe this, leaves and he yeah, feels betrayed is, this again. Is little, this is a little clip of his parents. How long did you look for me before you gave up? How long were you riding in that car before you realized I wasn't in it? Exactly how long? All right. We didn't lose it. We just left it. So what? The dude's doing fine. Look at him. <laughs> how could you do that to me? I was only eight years old. I was just a little kid. So he finally leaves. He leaves again, like, feels betrayed again, and there's nowhere else for him to go. So he's about to jump off a bridge, which drastic turn for this movie that's had a bunch of shit and poop jokes in it. Like, Yeah, it's fucking insane how dramatic they made this. The music in the back is just unreal. I don't know what they were thinking, but as he's about to jump off the bridge, Brandy is there and tells him, Joe, I knew your parents were greedy, and I lied so that you wouldn't have to see their greed. And once again, fool me once, fool me twice. All right, Brandy, I love you. He falls off the bridge, hits his head, wakes up in Brandy's house with everyone around him. And everybody is successful now. Brandy got a new dog. The, uh, what's his name? The uh, Native American, I forgot his name again. Chicken wing? Uh, chicken wing. Chicken wing. Kicking wing? That was his oh name, right? Oh, my God. You are ridiculous. Kicking wing, yes. Not chicken wing. Oh. Kicking wing. Is, is that any better or worse? Like No. It, it, the fact that he he went with the Native American to help find his parents. Yeah, like that's that's one thing we forgot to mention. In that scene, he goes to the Native American because he knows that they're good at tracking. So he, hunts that, he has him try to track his parents. 
You know, yeah, this it's is... the, it's just the it's just a little bit of obligatory racism that's in all of these Happy Madison movies. Yeah, because of course it is. Yeah. Yikes. So yeah. he so he wakes up. He, he uh, Brandy got a new dog. Christopher Walken's living under a new name. He's safe now. Uh, Kicking Wing has multiple fireworks uh, stands now. Everybody's successful. Everybody's happy. He's gonna marry Brandy. And then not Kim, before Kid Rock see, pulls Kid Rock up. one more time. And then Christopher Walken says to him, I'm going to stab you in the face with a soldering iron. His classic line, yeah. everybody laughs. It's like the ending of like a cartoon sitcom where everybody laughs and then the movie ends. Yeah, here, here's the end of the movie real quick. Hey, Dirt. I thought I told you, buddy. Nobody wants you around. Hey. You're talking to my guy all wrong. It's wrong tone. Do it again. I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. <laughs> You're his dad? What if I am? What What if we're his family? Okay. At least I know my car blow his off the road. You actually think you can mash that little slant six of yours against his 426 Hemi? Huh? Well, then let's do it, little boy. That's my girl. Let's rock, dirt boy. Let's go. There's a lot of clips in this movie. No, yeah, it's just also because like we've never really had to deal with a movie that had this much story in one of these episodes. So Yeah, no, it had so much going on. I'm amazed. We had to essentially watch the entire movie again. We scrubbed through the entire movie before doing this because we couldn't remember shit. You were also trying to see it. It's like, wait, how does he get here again? Like Because the transitions, it's not like long transitions. It's like a fam you ever watch a Family Guy episode? You ever start watching an episode of Family Guy and it's like, oh, Chris is having trouble in school. And you go take a piss and then 10 minutes later you come back and next thing you know, Peter Griffin's in space and you're like, how the fuck did we get here? Yeah. Is this the same episode? It's one of those deals. But the transitions happen over the course of 30 seconds. No, yeah. It's like, oh, I'm in here. And then and then there's a 30 second scene where he's like, so yeah, then I got a job at a gator farm. And then you're at a gator farm and it's like, what the fuck happened? Why? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, I mean, as far as like... In comparison to the other movies that we've done, I think we've landed on that this is probably, of the three, this is the best one, Yeah, I it's think? really not that bad, because it, even I mean, though is, the movie's a clusterfuck, it at least keeps it interesting. And it's you got, like, and again, yeah. like, a lot of it is juvenile, like, a lot of poopy jokes, but it's, like, it's stuff that was, like, was able to, like, to get us a little bit, like, alright, I'll laugh at your stupid poopy joke. Yeah, poop is funny, man. Poop especially funny. when it, Especially when it falls on your head. Uh, <laughs> Oh, my mm. God. So, the one thing that's with this movie that the other ones uh, had, but this one doesn't, not a lot of product placement. No, yeah, we were trying to find, and we're, like, we're spanning across America, like, going place to place, like, working at different jobs. It's like, this would have been a prime exa time for him to, like, go get a job at, like, Taco Bell or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. No. But he doesn't. There's no product placement, surprisingly. So, this is a first. The first annual no product placement award goes to Joe Dirt. Yeah, I mean... It, that probably won't be keeping in tradition as we move on oh, into the next not. movies. But do we want to move on to the wrap-up? Yep, so the funniest part of the movie. So we agree, the best part of the movie, I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Yeah, just Christopher Walken, because it's also like, he just comes out of nowhere, like he's so random. And in that scene where he says that, it's like, in, against the backdrop of like a bunch of kids who are choking on mustard gas, and he's just 
tap dancing down the hallway, sweeping, and then he he says this to a fire extinguisher first. He's it's like that's how he's like I'm gonna stab you in the face with a soldered iron to the fire extinguisher. Like he's planning for like the big tell off at the end of the movie, which is just too perfect. No, uh, Christopher Walken. Spoiler alert, he's the too good for this movie. Like, Yeah, he's too good for this shit. Even though he's done a lot of bad shit like this, he's still too good for it. Yeah, way too good. So, Mike, your funniest part? Oh, so I guess mine is... And this is, again, it's stupid, but it's the scene with the the poopy atom bomb. <laughs> and it's like, the part where... Because the, the, the way that it's revealed, like, the sheriff... He's like, this is just a big old... This is just a bunch of poopy. And then, like, he... <laughs> He whacks the end of the bomb with a ball peen. Ha- well, uh, ball peen hammer, yeah. yeah, that's how it's pronounced. And then it, all the poop, the poop, like the little like squirt of poop that first falls <laughs> on his head, and it, and then and then like all is like, oh, I got poo on me, and it's I don't know, it's stupid. Like in any other movie, if any other good comedy, that would have been like the low point. But for a movie like this, it's like honestly, it's the high point, and yeah, it's, it's like that's kind of. That's kind of sad, honestly, if in in regards to like this movie's sense of humor. But <laughs> but whatever. That we was... love it. We love it. Who cares? <laughs> and then my funniest part is the explosion in the desert. Just the that whole scene the is jar like the the jarring cut from movie footage to like nineteen like test footage from the fifties of a giant explosion and then the Thanos fucking he get yeah he just fades yeah. away into the dust. Yeah that was <laughs> he got, he, I died. I thought that was really, really funny because I just love when movies use like stock footage like that. It's really good. Yeah. Okay, cringe part. Oh ours boy. Ball stuck to the porch. Yeah, that poor dog. It looked so... And like, we obviously know that they didn't put a real dog's balls on the porch and stretch them out, but it's just like... It just still looks disgusting and gross. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. Uh, Mike... And the scene is so long. Like, it's like three yeah. minutes. Yeah, and he's like, oh, can you get some hot water? And uh, she comes out with... First of all, she comes out with shears to cut the dog's balls off. And he's like, no, what the fuck are you doing? No, get some hot water. And she's like, a fork. He's like, ow, no, get a spatula. Oh, God. And then um, your cringe part? uh, The part where he meets that Margot Robbie-looking girl. (laughs) That Margot Robbie-looking bitch. Yeah, who he thinks is his sister and then fucks her. But then once he realizes that she's not his sister, he's not sexually attracted to her anymore. That's the worst part of the movie to me. Uh, (laughs) Mike's not too into the wincest. (laughs) Yeah. So the, my my cringe part is pretty broad. Just fucking Kid Rock. Just, just his it. presence in the film. Yeah, just his presence just makes me cringe. I fucking hate Kid Rock. He's gonna be the president one day. You have to respect your He's president. Ca- I gotta bow with the dobble right the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so I already said the too good for the shit. Christopher yeah. Walken. Christopher fucking Walken. I have a feeling. I I don't know this for sure, but I have a feeling that he's gonna pop up in another one of these movies down the line. I think he does. Oh, uh, and maybe it'll be in Joe Dirt too, which we will get to. Oh, oh man. Do I have to make a crackle subscription to see that? <laughs> oh, the I, things I, I, I do for probably... this podcast. This podcast that comes out once every six months. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna make it a little bit more regular now. So hopefully, yeah. All right, so let's get to our score out of ten. What are we giving it? I give it four soldering irons out of ten. And I'm in full agreement. Four soldering irons. It's one of the better ones we've watched. I think at this point it is the best one that we've Hang on, let me reviewed see what, for the let show. Let me see what we gave. So we gave little Nikki three Popeye's chickens. Yeah. And, we and then gave... you liked Deuce Bigelow more than that, though. So yeah. you gave it like a five. So. Oh, okay. So you know what? Maybe I should give this. What did I give? What did I give Deuce Bigelow? A five? You did. No, we gave it a four. 
Oh, I gave it a four, but oh, I gave it a five. So yeah. I'm gonna say this is a five. I'll say it's on. I'll say it's on par with jo- with uh, Deuce Bigelow. I mean, I have it as the same rating because I gave Deuce Bigelow a four as well. So it, it, so it's still on par with that. I would say that this probably ekes it out a little bit more. Like again, like we said, it has a little bit more of a story, even though it is just like it's just all over the place and like you could barely tell what's going on. But like I don't know, it's it's not the worst. Like it has of the jokes. Like there's. I remember more jokes from this movie than the other two, so I guess there's that. But yeah, it's still like not a good movie. It no, doesn't deserve all. like an eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, like it is. It doesn't deserve to be lower than the other two. It doesn't deserve all these people on Metacritic, all the uh, fan reviews that are like, "These critics don't know shit." Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a lot of those. Where we should get, we should start collecting the audience reviews. Just find this is the best but movie. Mike, there's no point because literally they're all the same. Yeah, it's like this is the funniest movie ever, and critics don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. But anyway, so that's Joe Dirt. A nice little concise episode for you. Um, next time. Rob Schneider. We return to Rob Schneider as the animal. The animal is going to be fucking crazy. Uh, I think we're going to need to watch that again. I, ha- I have zero recollections of anything that happens in that movie. Yeah, now we're re... You, you better like this podcast. We're re-watching these movies for you. We're watching them twice. <sighs> Twice sometimes. Hopefully we can, we're going to get back on schedule so that way we could just watch them once and then be done with our lives. Yeah, most definitely. So, uh, so that's that was... it. Is there any shitty video game adaptation that you need to show me of oh, this movie? Oh, I fucking wish. Can you imagine a fucking Sega Saturn game of Joe Dirt or you something? Have to, you have to wipe the poopy off of your face. Like, oh my god. That's, that's the mini game. You, okay, one thing was that in early 2010, Spade worked on a pilot with, with TBS for an animated series based on Joe Dirt. The series never materialized. The series became Brickleberry. Dude, I need to find the pilot for that. I really hope that... If there's anybody listening somehow that has can tell me where I could find a pilot for this animated Joe Dirt uh, series, please tell me. Someone with a connection at TBS. I'm, I'm, falling, I'm calling out to deaf ears here because I don't know. But we'll see. I need to try to... F- I'm going to try to do some internet sleuthing right now to find this. It'll be a bonus. Uh, we'll put it in the bonus. If I could even find it. All right. Well, anyway, that's the end of Joe Dirt. Uh, so until next time, we will return with the More animal. More shit. Yeah. The animal. All right. Let's play out with uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, no. <laughs> or should You know what? Fuck it. We're not doing Sweet Home Alabama. We're doing Kid Rocks all summer long. Oh, no. The song that stole it. All right. We'll see you all later. Caught somewhere between a boy and man She was 17 and she was far from me